here's a message from Ken Lavica. Kevin Love showed us last night that even if you're really, really good, there's someone better than you, and you can get embarrassed on the court. Stone Labanowitz hit the open. On your mark. Get set. Go! You are listening to Ken LaVica Live. Presented by FAU MBA and Sport Management Programs. Turn it up! Turn it up! From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, it's Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 1063. I feel bad I'm doing this at the expense of Kevin Love, but as a just mildly athletic 37-year-old washed dude, I appreciate what Kevin Love is going through this morning after LeBron embarrassed him in front of millions of people. Kevin Love, I've been there. Maybe not the millions, but I know how you're feeling this morning. Ken Levick alive Tuesday here on ESPN 106.3. Tuesday means, once again, Theodore WPTV News Channel 5, WFLX Fox 29. One of the faces of the best damn local sports you're going to find in this country. Stone Lebanowitz, Friday Night Lights, and we're here in the Anna John Levine Action and Attorney Studios, downtown West Palm Beach, Phillips Point Towers, right off of the sparkly intercoastal. Theo, last night, I... And I know that LeBron James and Kevin Love are boys. I know that they go way back. Kevin Love was handpicked by LeBron when LeBron went back to Cleveland to be his running mate. They won a championship together. He saved Saved him. him. Saved him from the hell that is Timberwolves basketball. But last night, the Lakers, who are bad, they're bad, but they played well last night. Stone Labanowitz's Lakers, and he is just glowing this morning <laughs> because the Lakers, they they it, it's like they have to play well one out of every five games to keep people like Stone from wanting to throw themselves off oh, yeah. the top of the Phillips Point Towers. But LeBron was awesome last night. The Lakers were really good last night. But everything came to a head in the first half when LeBron had a run out into the lane And he saw his boy Kevin Love, and instead of finessing his way to the rim, he decided to bring the hammer Mm. to the rim on his boy, one of his best friends, Kevin Love. (laughs) When you get an oh my lord (laughs) reaction on a dunk, Chances are the person who was standing under it getting posterized, that doesn't feel real good. That, by the way, Spectrum Sportsnet out of Los Angeles. But LeBron on his friend bringing the violence last night. Yeah, they can't be, they can't be like, I, I don't know what level of cool they are these days, but it has to dial back a little bit now for, for at least a moment. Well, Kevin Love said that he was going to avoid uh, LeBron James. He went to Twitter and said he was going to avoid LeBron James for a couple of days after that. Now, yeah. I still think they're tight. I still think they're close because LeBron, it appears as if he's got a wedding invite. He's got a wedding invite to a Kevin Love upcoming uh, celebration. Mm. Here's LeBron after the game last night. Listen to this. He's almost downright apologetic. <laughs> and to be completely honest, I, I hate to have to be him. He's my guy. That's my brother. And um, I hope I'm still invited to the wedding. That's all. That's all I <laughs> You know, that's not even in my all-time dunk, so I'm t- that's, I take it out. I didn't mean it. K-Love, I love you, and I take it back. I wish I could take those two points back and we, 
we still win the game by nine, so. <laughs> I mean, after the fact, LeBron is saying he wishes he could just take the dunk back. Yo, honestly, that's the most disrespectful part of the dunk. That, that <laughs> it wasn't even, my, wasn't even one of my top, my top dunks. Yeah. He's yeah. like, yeah, that wasn't even my best stuff. Also, we didn't need those two points. We would have still won by nine. You're like, right. LeBron is all, he's doubling down on the disrespect. He, right like, there. twisted the knife even more yeah. unintentionally, but he was apologetic. He legit felt bad about it last night. I don't think in the moment he knew it was K Love because when he dropped the hammer, he looked at the crowd and flexed. I probably like two minutes later, somebody told him, yo, that was K Love. Like, yeah. You, you got to holler at him. Because you would have thought if he would have dunked on K Love, he would have like looked afterwards, he, it would have been more attention towards K Love. But I think Stone is right. He was so zoned in on throwing the hammer down, he didn't even realize it was a casualty. I mean, yeah, you're right. Yeah. You're right. I didn't realize who was going to be on the receiving yeah. end of that entire thing. Um, but Kevin Love, that was embarrassing for him because he also started to bail but it wasn't quick enough so the dunk came down and Kevin Ludd was like crouched yeah over, yeah he was like sliding to, to the left yeah he it was, was trying to worse. escape he wasn't even upright he was like oh no, 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 no. <laughs> like covering his head like something I would do he got dominated he yeah. got dominated even Kevin Love the multiple time all-star the NBA champion college basketball hero at UCLA even someone like that can get humiliated and embarrassed. And for me, I take solace in that because athletes, they're just like us. Yeah. And we've all been there, right? We have at whatever level of athletics we, uh, we, we ascended to, whether it be Stone playing Division I college football, playing quarterback there, uh, whether it be me. <laughs> uh, I, my, my, my athletic career basically ended after high school in every single category. <laughs> Theo, similar for him. He did go on to uh, become a junior league referee, a yep. college basketball, or a, a high, school high school basketball, basketball referee, ref- where what, he was cursing about. out coaches. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But we've all been there. We've been embarrassed. We've been humiliated. And I think it would be good for all of us to bear our souls today, to open up a bit and tell the stories of when we were dominated or embarrassed in sports like Kevin Love. And so for me, I'll start. Uh, I played in high school, my sophomore year of high school, I played in a flag football league, okay? And in this league, this was just in the summer, and it was a small little group put on by our park district uh, in the, the Chicago suburb that I grew up in. But it also featured a lot of kids who were playing varsity football at my high school. And a lot of them were just linemen who were trying to get out, get some run, and also just have some fun and keep conditioned in the summer. I was a, a receiver on my, my flag football team. I ran a rod over the middle, and I don't remember what happened next. Oh my. I'm told <laughs> that my I, I literally backflipped in the air. Uh. The only thing I remember is seeing the quarterback throw the ball, and then I still, to this day, this is uh, 23 years after, I don't remember what actually took place after that except I woke up laying and looking at the sky Mm. and someone walking over and saying bro you okay I mean uh, (laughs) it 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 was so my neck I'm like god my neck is killing me (laughs) this sucks but you're right but I didn't want to I didn't want to be a wuss and say bro I'm done I clearly had a concussion at that point but I also had whiplash that was where the neck pain came wait did you catch the ball no 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 (laughs) that that did not happen he left that one out yeah Yeah, the ball was like 15 (laughs) yards past me but I didn't want people to know I was hurt like I popped up 
like nothing happened. I respect you got, that. I was like, oh yeah, you got to, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, and so, but my my neck was I could not turn it to the left at all. So I continued to play. Oh. I caught another ball over the middle, and I saw the same guy coming. <laughs> instead of trying to turn it up field or juke on him, I just sprinted as fast as I could to the sideline, oh, and my. everybody started laughing at me, and I was like, that's it. I'm done. Yeah. That was right there getting knocked out, and this dude was like 275 pounds. Now, it's flag football. I know. What that's the thing. That's the thing. Like, looking back, how trash bag is that? That it's <laughs> me, uh, a sophomore in high school. I was like 5'3 and 110 pounds. And this 275-pound lineman, varsity football lineman, thought that he was going to line me up and blow me up. And he thought that was cool. That's, like, that's, that's, that's crappy. But I got dominated. And I got embarrassed. And people laughed at me when I ran full speed to the sideline with my neck throbbing and me clearly concussed after this happened. Uh, but that, that's my, my most prominent tale of many of when I was embarrassed or dominated playing sports. I have a key sports. question here, though. Yeah. Were there any uh, young women uh, in these stands? Mm. In the Thankfully, audience? no. But at that time in my life, I, it's not like I was having much uh, success. <laughs> I, I was a little bit too scrawny yet. Uh, I wasn't quite. Your, yeah, yeah. I, I was. I was only entering the the major puberty stages at that point. <laughs> so the, uh, the I hadn't transformed in anything desirable. By yeah. that time. So that didn't hurt your stock That didn't hurt my status at all. No. <laughs> it was just the boys were laughing at me after yeah. that. Which is almost worse at that point. Yeah. Like, but, man, for the week after, I couldn't sleep because I couldn't turn my head. I couldn't lay on my side. It sucked. You got nightmares with the big boy. And I finally told my mom about it, and she's like, do I need to go see somebody? I'm like, no, no, just leave it. Like I'll, I'll sort it out. And, man, that sucked. That whole thing sucked, man. They would have had you walking around school with the neck brace on. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, That's the last thing I needed after that. I, I mean, I might have lost all use of my right arm and been paralyzed, and I don't care as long as I didn't have the neck brace yeah. wearing it around school, okay? Because then uh, you have to explain to everybody, hey, what happened to your neck? Mm-hmm. Like every class you walk into, right, you have to right. give the, a new spill because it's, it's, it's what, yeah. middle school or high school, high right? High school, yeah. So but you have like eight different periods. Right, right. So you got to explain that to eight teachers yeah. at the beginning of every class. And the problem is I was playing with juniors and seniors, so it's not like it was just isolated to the sophomore class. This yeah. was through <laughs> the school. That was a that's massive hilarious. problem. So that's my tale of being embarrassed playing sports. That's a tough one. Um, For mine, it thankfully it didn't happen personally to me, but the problem was as these tales go, as it started to spread, everybody, it, it happened to us as a team. It was a basketball game, right? Okay. So everybody has done this. When you get to college, you're like, you know what? I want to keep hooping. My, my hoop dreams ended in high school, so I joined the intramural league. In this intramural Reclaim league. Reclaim some former glory. Right, right. I'm thinking, hey, I got a decent squad together, some of my buddies <laughs> that I met my freshman year, uh, and a couple of us had played high school ball. But what I didn't think about was there were so many guys that had played high school ball at a high level that probably mm-hmm. could have played D2, D3, whatever, but chose to just go to school at Hampton University in Virginia with me, just like I did. So they were much better. We get into the intramural league. We get through the whole regular season, no incidents. But we did realize we're not the best team here. Yeah. Uh, we had a low seed going into the playoffs. We had to play one of the best teams round one of the playoffs. I will never forget it. We're down like double digits. The game's pretty much over. It's the third quarter. Um, we're down like maybe 12, 14 points. And, you know, at this point, we're just fighting to make the final score look good. We don't want them to you it's know, run it up. It's all pride at this point. Yeah, exactly, because we know <laughs> we're going home. And – it was a play where I forget how they get a rebound, but they're out on a fast break now. I'm chasing a guy down. He's in front of me running towards the goal. We have another guy that's already back near the rim. I think you know where this is going. Uh-huh. So 
another thing too. There's this woman in the crowd. This uh-huh, is college right. in so the pro playoffs. Right, right. So you're like, hey, I'm gonna impress this girl, cross someone over. Yeah, yeah. There's girls watching. I don't know if he's thinking that. Um, I he wasn't was, at this point. Yeah, yeah. At this point, I'm just like, you know, I gotta make show face. I'm just running back on defense. You know, guy. So the guy's dribbling in. We know this guy can dunk already. So we're already kind of fearing that throughout the game there had been no dunk incidents. <laughs> dunk incidents in this game today <laughs> until right. <laughs> This guy decides at about the three-point line, he tosses the ball up. Uh-oh. And I saw it. So me, I see it. I'm like, oh, no. I see him toss the ball <laughs> oh, no. up towards the glass, and I said, oh, I'm going to veer off left here so I'm not in any kind of picture just in case the phone's out. I veer off left kind of towards the arc. He catches the ball. The guy that was standing under the rim was confused when he saw the ball go up at the rim because he's like, oh, did the guy just take like a, a finger roll from the three-point line? <laughs> So he kind of like turns and looks up, but he catches the ball off the backboard, bangs it on our guy, who was about 6'2". He uh-huh. wasn't a small guy. He falls out on the floor. Worst part of this, this is third quarter again. Oh, God. Stone, as you know in basketball, we got four quarters to play. So we still got a whole <laughs> other quarter to play here. He has not wave the white flag. Yeah. No, this say. is the worst part that happened. After that dunk, Everybody in the gym. There were like three other games going on at the same time. Everybody in the gym howling, running all over the place. They stormed our court. <laughs> they stormed our court. Even the own, the refs of our basketball game was like, it's over with. <laughs> they didn't let us finish the game. <laughs> so the problem with that is now that's the tell all around school, all around Hampton for like a whole week was I was part of the team uh-huh. that got the – so they, no longer was it just about the guy that got dunked on. We were the team. Where a guy threw the ball off the backboard, dunked on us, and then they called So the game. hard that they ended the game. They, they canceled the rest of the game. <laughs> they canceled it. By the way, how about the fact that Theo saw what was happening <laughs> and just left his boy <laughs> to get his ass dunked on? You got to get out the how frame. How about that? I got Theo out went in survival mode. Like, sorry, you're my boy, but I'm out. I, I just <laughs> took a left-hand turn. Damn, man. Because from my POV, I can see exactly what he's going for. I've seen this in dunk contests before. That is dirty. From his POV, when he's looking at the guy, he's like, did the guy just finger roll? No, no, no. He's not done with that Theo couldn't even, he didn't even <laughs> yell at him to give him a heads up when yeah. he was coming. He just oh, bailed. He was like, I'm out of here. <laughs> Still, oh, man. The, the most embarrassing. That is. And so he just took over Hampton. Took over Hampton University. For like a whole week. <laughs> for like a whole week, guys were like, oh, Theo, you was uh, on that team. Right, Theo, tell him about what happened. I'm like, I don't. Want to talk about it, guys? In fact, I don't play basketball anymore. Yeah, yeah. That's why I'm here right now, sitting down. It's oh cause... man, I love that. Me getting blown up in a flag football tournament by a 275 pound lineman that I don't even remember the hit or the aftermath of the hit, and then the subsequent injury that I suffered. Theo bailing on his boy <laughs> on an alley oop so hard that it completely ended an intramural basketball game in the mm. third quarter. Those are tales of Theo and I being embarrassed and dominated while playing sports. But again, just like Kevin Love last night. Kevin Love took it right on his back from LeBron James. When is a tale of you being embarrassed and dominated while playing sports? Especially here in South Florida, I know it's happened. And I've met a bunch of you. And I know that you people have played sports. But I also know a lot of you aren't a hell of of an athlete. Okay? (laughs) And I know here in South Florida, there's a lot of people that are a hell of an athlete. And you, especially at the youth level or the high school level, probably played some of these hell of an athletes uh, as you were coming up and got owned by them. Let's hear the stories. Let's hear the tales. Maybe a pickup basketball game and all of a sudden you had a ringer and you were done. 
But when were you embarrassed or dominated while playing sports? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. And tweeted us at KLV1063. Kevin Love got embarrassed last night, but we've all been there. That's yeah. the thing. We're not trying to bag on Kevin Love. We can relate to Kevin Love, no matter what level of sports we played at. What's your tale of being embarrassed or dominated while playing sports? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Now, I'm curious about Stone, because Friday Night Lights was, I mean, it's pretty accurate, Stone. You were a big-time quarterback. You put up a lot of numbers in high school at South Fork, right? Somewhat. You're, you're arguably the best modern quarterback to come out of South Fork, right? Like, numbers-wise, yeah. too, right? I mean, it's tough to say yes to that kind of stuff. I appreciate it. Lean in it. on it, man. Yeah. You guys are caught. Bowman ain't got no on no, you, man. Come on. <laughs> Did you set passing records when you were at South Fork? Yeah, all-time on the Treasure Coast. Okay, see? All right, yeah, that's right. You were the Treasure Coast all-time passing leader. I all totally right. forgot about So, so you short South Fork. Yeah. yeah. I was undercutting the entire thing. That's why he was like, sort of. Uh, yeah. You're not, yeah. He was, he was letting you know, not enough. Right, that right, state. right. But he felt uncomfortable. That's Own it, man. You deserve I, it. I could own it. I could own he's it. Absolutely. The, he's the best passer in treasure coast history yeah okay but even you ran into some boys no that doubt made you look bad no doubt i think for me in high school it it takes me back to one game and i can remember like almost every play vividly we were playing palm beach gardens i was probably a junior and when i was a junior you know i probably told myself and, and at some point realized hey, i can play ball at the next level and what year would that have been like 2017 yeah 2016 okay 2016 and we were playing Palm Beach Gardens in just a jamboree game, a spring game. Okay. And their roster was loaded. It was Gervin Hall, who at the time was a four-star, eventually uh-huh. went on to play at Miami. Uh-huh. Amari Carter, another three- or four-star, <laughs> wow. went on to play at Miami. And Vandarius Cowan, <laughs> who was a five-star. Vandarius Cowan, who went to Alabama. Who was committed oh, to Alabama man. at the time. And me, you know, I'm, I'm 5'10", uh, a man. buck 70 soaking wet at the time, but I'm going into this good mindset. Like, let's go beat these kids. First play. How'd that go? <laughs> First play. We were an option team at the time. First play, I take it up the middle and just get whacked. And, like, it was one of the hits where you just – it was literally the first play, first drive, where you get hit and immediately you're on the ground, just like a boom, boom. <laughs> just like a boom, boom. There's no – you didn't absorb the hit. No. You just got just – Just laid on the ground. Yeah. But, you know, it's, you got to kind of turn your helmet back to the middle and, like, just, like <laughs> fit, just act like nothing happened. Twist it around a little bit. Just uh, like nothing happened. Oh, and and no. as the game progressed, there were at least, like, six or seven of the hits. Like, me just trying – like, you can you ran to the sideline. Plenty of times – I would get loose and be four yards downfield and realize, okay, I got to get left or get right. So you got squeamish. Get, you got squeamish. <laughs> get to the sideline, but like get cleaned at the sideline. Again, like picking dirt out of my helmet. So that game with those characters is something that I remember just being completely dominated. It was a humbling experience. So that was when I got dominated. But I do have a story about dominating being on the other end. Okay. Uh, Domi- dominating other people. That's more fun. Uh-huh. Yeah, it, it was a lot more fun. <laughs> It was a lot more fun. So I played on a 7-on-7 seven seven team with a bunch of kids from Miami. It was a team stacked with Miami Central kids, Miami Northwestern, Carroll City. A lot of ballers on the team. I played alongside Jerry Judy. He was our best wide receiver. So you're just playing with track stars. Just playing with track yeah. stars. Yeah, like yeah. drawing it up in the sand. Kids just couldn't handle it. And we flew to Dallas. We, we took the team. We were going to play in the national championship stage in, in Jerry World. It was really cool. For 7-on-7? Seven seven? For 7-on-7. Seven seven. Okay. It was awesome. We were, at, at the time, I think the number one or two 7-on-7 seven seven team in the country. So a lot of hype around us. And teams always wanted to scrimmage us. So we had gotten there. The tournament started on a Friday. We would gotten there like Tuesday. So Wednesday, Thursday, these teams were asking, hey, come scrimmage us. So we're excited. We bust out 
to a, I don't know, it was like a, a baseball field. It was like a raggedy baseball field. And this, te- this team from Dallas wanted to play us. And we're like, for, for sure, we can give you guys a couple hours. Let's get it. We set up these cones. It was just ragtag, right? Just kids talking mess to each other as soon as we hop off the bus. Right. Because we probably at the time had like three or four or five stars, and just every kid was loaded or either committed to a, a big FBS school, and they weren't. So they were just talking mess. We get into the scrimmage, and they go up like 14-0. So, like, they're letting us hear it. They're letting us hear it. We end up tying it up, and, and there's like 10 minutes left. And we go on offense. Now they're just jawing. It's tied up. And Jerry Judy, he's out wide, lined up on my right. And he's a Broward kid, right? Yep, he's a Broward kid. When he was going to Deerfield Beach at the time. Motions himself in before I'm about to call the snap. And I don't know what he's doing. So, like, I, I pause off, and he mumbles to me, just chuck it. Just chuck it. <laughs> and I have no idea what it means. He's, <laughs> just chuck he's it. like, just chuck it. Just chuck it. And I'm like, all right. All right. Don't know what that means. So, <laughs> <laughs> All right. Go back. So, right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Cool, Jerry. He didn't, even like, he didn't even listen to what I had to say after. He yeah. just chuck it and turned <laughs> off. <laughs> I'm like, all right. Well, I'm going to chuck it to Jerry Judy here. So this, this should go well. And I was like telling myself, all right, at least be a little cool. Try to look off the safety. He was on my right. So I'm going to look left and just bomb this thing. So I take the snap, I take like a three-step drop, I'm looking left, without even looking to see where Jerry Judy is, just turn to my right and let this thing fly. Came off my hand really, really nice. He ends up catching it in stride like 55 yards down the field, way past the cones where the touchdown was. How about Stone with the flex, by the way, 55 yards? It was a a pearl. It was a pearl. (laughs) And Jerry caught it. Coaches, players on the sideline, parents that we had brought with us, Rushed the field. The game was nowhere near over. You got 20 kids just doing backflips. <laughs> what? A couple kids like throwing punches yeah. over here who are pissed off. Yeah, yeah. And they, the coaches ha- had to hold us all back, and we had to go. Like, that was it. We called game. Jerry yeah. Judy called game against his team. We got on the bus and went back to the hotel. Is that not oh, out of man. bounds if it's 55 yards? Oh, it was way out of bounds. Yeah. <laughs> so but it was way out of bounds. But the kids were jawing. So it was like, I'm a bomb. He you sent a yeah, message. Yeah. He, he, yeah. he won a battle. And the most South Florida thing ever is after a big play in a seven-on-seven, just immediately the reaction is some kids are doing backflips and others are throwing punches. Like That that (laughs) happens at like every seven-on-seven. It's just like the universal celebration for South Florida seven-on-seven. It is, and I was just standing there just from a distance, and and I got my mom just over there, my mother, just standing there. Throwing punches? No, 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 no. She's off at a distance. She was doing the backflip. With the cooler of Gatorades and peanut butter jelly sandwiches, and these kids are fist fighting and flipping, and I'm just like, damn, I'm fighting I kind of caused it, but no, we he called game. He sent a message, and we got on the bus. Oh man, I love that. See, that's good stuff. So, but that 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 Dallas kid got dominated by Jerry Judy. Got and then Took a left hook to the face uh, <laughs> after watching someone do a backflip. When were you embarrassed or dominated while playing sports? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. See, I love this one. This comes via Ian Hest. My mom never let me play football for obvious reasons. I played one play of high school football without her permission. It was us getting blown out by St. Thomas Aquinas. So the coach emptied the bench. The play that I was in was one-on-one against Leonard Hankerson. It went how you think. I don't think I turned my hips by the time he was 10 (laughs) yards past me. I think I started laughing by the time he was at the 40. (laughs) That is, he's scarred from that. Wait, so oh, yeah, playing, you can never go back from that. He's playing corner. He's playing corner. <laughs> he's playing Leonard Hankerson. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's no, not that's, good. That's, that's not look. good. You know exactly what the outcome is going to be in that spot, just like Kevin Love knew what the outcome was going to be when LeBron took off on him from <laughs> midway down the lane last night. Now, see, my move, if I'm playing corner against a guy like Leonard Hankerson in, in high school and I know I'm outmatched, I'm 20 yards deep. 
I don't care what the call <laughs> is. Play it, it be, off. It could be cover two, yeah. man. Yeah. I don't give a damn what it is. <laughs> right. I'm 20 yards deep, and he's going to have to catch one 10, 10 yards short. Yeah. And, or yeah. you're holding on to him for dear life. Right. Like, yeah, he's yeah, not true. catching that Hang ball. Hang on to his hips as he drags you down the sideline. But exactly. he's probably stronger than me, too. He probably tosses me at the three yards. You know, three yards. I don't right. want no parts of that. No. Uh, Sean no. Connor on Twitter. Joel James dunked on me in gym class when I was a freshman. Joel James, the former 7-1 Dwyer star oh, who went to man. North Carolina. <laughs> Do you imagine you're in gym class, you're a freshman, and here comes this freak of nature who all he has to do is tiptoe, and he's jamming on you in gym class for everybody to see? Now, there's definitely girls around, too, oh, in gym yeah. class. See, uh, that's going out sad. That's a tough one because there's nothing you can do on that at all. If he's in your gym class, he's not allowed to play basketball. Right. Yeah, what is he doing? Yeah, playing? Yeah, just no. sit on the side, yeah. man. Sorry, Joel, but, like, you're a freak. You yeah. can't play. <laughs> you can't play with us, dude. Yeah. Go, uh, go, go get on the, uh, the, the climbing rope or something. Yeah. Like, that's, that's rough times, man. No way. When were you embarrassed or dominated while playing sports? We have a ton of social media here. 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. We're not too proud to tell you about our failures. I mean, Stone Labanowitz, that dude won awards. He's the best passer in Treasure Coast history, and he just admitted right here. Yeah, that Palm Beach Gardens defense full of D1 guys, they trashed me. Mm. They absolutely trashed me and made me hurt and think about if I even wanted to run the ball any longer. Yeah. Uh, so, again, when were you embarrassed or dominated while playing sports? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Ken Levicka Live presented by the FAU MBA Sport Management Program. This is your way to get into the sports industry. This is a program when you get your MBA from uh, Florida Atlantic in sport management, there's no embarrassment here. There's no domination here. The only domination is once you get into the hiring process into the sports industry because you have that MBA. You have that degree that says, I'm one of the best, most qualified coming out. And sports industry, I'm here for you. So many great stories, success stories. The FAU MBA Sport Management Program and the classes are there for you fall semester now. Sign up for it, fau.edu slash MBA sport. The professors are currently in the sports industry teaching you firsthand knowledge. You can't go wrong with this. fau.edu slash MBA sport. That's fau.edu slash MBA sport. The FAU MBA sport management program on campus in Boca Raton, or you can take the classes remotely. When were you embarrassed or dominated while playing sports? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Tweeted us at KLV1063. It's Tuesday, kiddos. Theodore, CWPTV News Channel 5, WFLX Fox 29. I'm Ken Levicka. I'm live on ESPN 1063. From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 106.3. See, this is perfect. And by the way, we're presented by the FAU MBA Sport Management Program. Visit fau.edu slash MBA Sport. Jay Rose on Twitter. I think I was a freshman in high school and I was at the NFL experience before the Super Bowl. My friend and I wanted to do the 40. We got absolutely smoked. I'm pretty sure the person that smoked us was four-time Jamaican Olympic champion Sonia Richardson. She just dusted us. What? How did that? How was? She, how, how does that how? happen? I how? know. I know. 
So not only are you at the NFL experience and you want to send a message like, man, I'm fast. I can run this 40, oh, see where I oh. stack up. But just, just randomly, a four-time Olympic champion sprinter uh-uh. shows up and embarrasses you and sends you in an early athletic retirement. See, if I even <laughs> see somebody that looks like her, oh, because man. you can tell she's got some torque in those uh, legs. Like, yeah. You can see when she walks she's up. Got that she's horsepower. got some horsepower. She's some horsepower. Yeah, I would have. I would immediately let her go. I would say, you know uh, what, ladies first. Man, <laughs> you go ahead and handle your business. Yeah, I'll I'll, I'll do it, but with my buddy later. And Don't then when you way. see her run a four three forty, you're yeah. like, what in the <laughs> hell was that? Or just like on the basketball court, Theo's telling his boy, you you got it, you you run it. I'll sit here and watch. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. You handle that. I'll be on this side. Now, of this <laughs> is the thing. Like so. Sometimes you'll run into ringers where they don't look like they can perform, right? But that's the vast minority of the time. What I'll tell you, people, is if you're trying some athletic conquest, and especially down here in South Florida, chances are if you have a functioning, firing brain in your head and you look at a person that you're going up against, you can probably tell that either currently or at some point they are pretty damn good at whatever sport you're about to play. Yeah. I'm with you. Like if I see if I see Sonia Richardson roll up, okay, I probably can tell that she's got a lot going for yeah. her. I'll be like, uh, uh-uh. uh, no, no, <laughs> yeah. no, no. You know why don't you go ahead? Why don't you why don't you just go ahead? <laughs> when were you embarrassed or dominated while playing sports? Eight 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 seven six zero three seven seven six eight eight eight. 760-3776. You can tweet at us at KLV1063. This all off of last night. I mean, Kevin Love, the best way Stoner describe it is he got embarrassed, right? He got he embarrassed. He got embarrassed by his boy, by LeBron James, who took it back, tried to take back his dunk after the game, oh. tried to wipe it off the record books, tried to make sure that people forgot about it. He even said that wasn't <laughs> even one of my best dunks. I'm sorry for it. I wish I I I I it didn't count. Wipe it off the books. LeBron, it doesn't work like that. You embarrassed your boy. You embarrassed him, man. You need to be more cognizant yeah. of your surroundings, my guy. Absolutely. So when were you embarrassed or dominated while playing sports? 888-760-3776. And hey, are you experiencing foot and ankle pain? You need to see an expert in the field? Well, luckily, the fine folks at Baptist Health Orthopedic Care has a team of foot and ankle orthopedic surgeons and specialists who are regarded as leaders in their specialty to get you back on track. Visit baptisthealth.net slash orthocare to learn more today. Let me repeat that. BaptistHealth.net slash orthocare. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care combines its resources of experienced physicians and leading-edge treatments and technology to provide advanced orthopedic, foot and ankle, joint replacement, spine, and sports medicine care. Visit BaptistHealth.net slash orthocare for more information today. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care has offices conveniently located in Palm Beach County through the Florida Keys. Learn more by visiting BaptistHealth.net slash orthocare. When have you been embarrassed or dominated while playing sports we're opening it up today as i said yesterday we don't judge normally on this show we're not judging today we've all been there i can relate more with kevin love than i can with lebron james i know that may be shocking to some of you people but i can relate more with kevin love last night than lebron james when were you embarrassed or dominated while playing sports 888-760-3776-888-760-3776 you don't have chosen one tatted on your back because you pegged me as a guy that would have chosen one tatted across right your shoulder blade it's actually king ken oh okay there we go that's better that's better that's right king ken levick alive uh lee in boston lee you're on ken levick alive what's going on Lee? all right so check it out you guys there yeah what's up buddy lee hello lee 
Lee. Hello, hello. Lee, oh, Lee you hear Lee. me? Coming in strong. Lee. No Lee. Okay. Lee, try back. You know 888-760-3776. He maybe got cold feet. He might have got cold feet because he knew, like, you know what, my wife might be listening. or He didn't want to tell that embarrassing tale. Lee, you could be comfortable here. We here are he going to support you, Lee. Yeah, we'll, 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 get, we'll let Lee uh, tell his tale. There's also, I mean, there are so many good social media entries here that we've been getting. Get this. This is maybe my favorite. Austin tweets, I was in an eight-year-old flag football tournament in Missouri. The other team forfeited. The league scheduled us against 13-year-olds. Oh. We lost 120 to 42. Why would they? <laughs> why would they? That's messed up. <laughs> oh man! Hey, how about the fact eight-year-olds put up 42 on 13-year-olds? That's that might that's be more actually embarrassing. more embarrassing, yeah. right? Like I actually <laughs> think that that's a story of conquest. That is. That like, is. That's a good job. There's a huge difference between eight-year-olds and 13-year-olds. Absolutely. Yeah. Like muscle, hair, and nether regions. Yeah. Voices changing. Like all of that stuff. They put up 42. That's a pivotal five years of development. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's high school to elementary yeah. school. Yeah. Like, actually, Austin, I think that's a win. Let's try Lee again. Lee, you hear us? Lee. Lee. Man. I think... Uh, Lee is having a we, rough stretch. Uh, or we're having a rough stretch. We'll try and figure this out. 888-760-3776. Stone will try and uh, figure this out. Uh, Smoot tweets... Oh, man, I entered a wiffle ball tournament thinking it was like when my dad used to throw me wiffle balls. Wiffle ball pitchers are bleeping magicians. <laughs> I've never seen balls move like that, and I've worked in the porn industry. <laughs> <laughs> what in the world? That is the all-time Ken Levick Alive toy that, right there. Honestly, it just kept getting better as it, as it went along. Like, yeah. I thought it was over with, and then <laughs> it... Honestly, the payoff was worth it the yeah. story was good yeah. the payoff made it better and honestly your delivery of it almost as if you you, you acted like that last line wasn't a continued <laughs> yeah. like you just yeah. threw it in there uh-huh. as if it wasn't like the hook line sinker. Right. right so the payoff that was really yeah, good. Was good uh bill Housen tweets al blades may he rest in peace made me question my entire existence when i tried to block him in a playoff game back in 1995 i lowered my shoulder to try to clear a path and the dude barely flinched and tackled Ooh. me and the running back it was one of those, oh, oh, that's a D1 athlete moments. He got just Davion Clowney. Uh-huh. <laughs> he absolutely did. And you know, it's funny. Like, that reminds me, and Stone can attest to this. When you go to watch high school football down here, and you see it an awful lot of the time, yeah, there's guys who are working really hard, and they're fun to watch, and they grind it out. But you know a D1 athlete when you see him. Mm. Pre-game warm-ups. Pre-game warm-ups, it stands out. I mean, it really, truly, you know. Yeah. You know. And when you're on the receiving end of something from those D1 athletes, it's not great. It yeah. doesn't feel good, I'd imagine. Stone has uh, has been there, and he was a D1 athlete, and he has been humbled. Uh, are we trying Lee one more time here, Stone? Let's try Lee, and we got Ralph, but let's try Re- uh, Lee first. Lee, let's hope this works. Lee, can you hear me? All right, guys, I can't hear you. Lee can't hear you. You guys hear me? Yeah, I, we do hear you, Lee. All right, I'm going to tell the story. I, I got some feedback. So anyway, I went to school in Virginia. Um, when you go, my freshman year, there was a guy that was on the state championship high school team. So they always set up an exhibition for us, to, for my school to play the state champion. So I'm trying to walk on on the team, and the coach says, all right, we're going to play an ISO and one. I'm like, okay, so, you know, what's this box and one? He tells me I'm going to be the one. <laughs> All right, fine. So I go out there. I play defense. I'm getting scorched. This guy got 
40, 50 points by halftime. So I'm like, I'm done. I'm retiring. I fake an ankle injury. I don't go back yes. out there. I never go play basketball again oh, or organized. Man. Anyway, so like a year later, I go to the park, and I'm like, all right, I'm going to just play. I haven't played since then. I'm going to just play. So I pull out the same sneakers that I got my ankles taken in the exhibition. Go out to the park. This guy's out there again. I'm like, okay, I can rough him up a little bit because, you know, it will, there's no rest. There's nobody watching. But I'm not thinking that he got playground tricks, too. So I'm going to give you a guess who it was. Alan. Hall of Famer Allen Iverson. I knew it. And they put me into, a oh, time, into wow. retirement twice. Oh, my God. That? All right. Appreciate it. That was hey. good. And sorry for all the issues, Lee. But he he got retired and tapped out by Allen Iverson. Oh, man. I knew it was Allen yep. When he said boxing say? one, yeah. Virginia, uh-huh. I said there's only one guy. Yep. That was the first person that came to my oh, mind, too. Man. That's all time. And I that is all time. Lee doing what any self-respecting human being would do. Oh, my ankle, I'm out. Yeah, out of there. Out of there. <laughs> I would be bailing my ass out of there, too. Yeah, yeah, out Absolutely. of there, Absolutely. Blame it on the shoes. Yeah. Uh, let's try uh, Ralph. Ralph, can you hear us? Hey. Hey, Ralph, how are you? Hello. Ralph, yeah, I think we might have some phone issues here. Stone, put Hello? Ralph on hold. Put Ralph on hold, and let, we'll try and get this figured out. We're having some phone issues here. Okay. Uh, 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Uh, Basie Croc tweets, faced former Angels and Braves first baseman Casey Kotsman in a tournament while he was playing for Team USA. If I had 100 chances, I don't think I could have gotten him out once Ooh. he was hitting bombs. That's tough. Yeah. And that's yeah. baseball. Baseball is supposed to bat like 400, 500, even at that yeah, level. But that's no. the thing. Like you're getting humbled and you're doing it in a big way. Yeah. Ryan DePentima, speaking of, I hung a curveball to Manny Machado in high school and I'm still waiting for it to land. Woo! Could you imagine? You're a high school pitcher, uh. okay? And you're going up against the early version of of Manny Machado, yeah. can you imagine that? I wonder if he gave him a bat flip, too. Oh, it's Manny Machado, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Probably gave him a bat flip and the a flex down. and the whole nine yards yeah. there. I mean, oh, absolutely. No. Uh, John Lawrence tweets, I ran track in junior high. I was long distance and insisted to my coach that I could sprint. So finally, at a track meet in South Central L.A., he put me in the 100 meters. I got absolutely destroyed. Why would he put him in that position? <laughs> By the way, John Lawrence, just looking at his uh, his Twitter picture, very white. Yeah. <laughs> in a 100-meter in a In a 100-meter in, in South Central LA. LA. Not exactly no. the group of athletes you want yeah. to make your 100-meter debut in. Yeah, you take that to, to Wyoming. Yeah. You, you, uh, <laughs> you get started you, somewhere else. You go to Montana with yeah. that mess. Absolutely. <laughs> oh, man, that is absolutely hilarious. I love that. Even Ed, though every area had that one white lightning kit. Every, every single time area. there's a fast white guy. In track, he's White Lightning. Right. How many White Lightnings are there out there? <laughs> they come up with a more original nickname, yeah, like, like the White Flash or something. The White Flash, any of those, but White Lightning was or like Vanilla Voltage or something. Ooh. I don't know. See, that's kind of cool, right? Vanilla I mean, it's cool Voltage. until you get smoked. Yeah, until until your your actual run of the mill fast black athlete yeah. blows you out of the water. Reminds you of a couple yeah. things there, and and that's the thing that I find unfair, especially in track, because the fast white. People get all the press because yeah. it's so rare. You're like, whoa, look at this guy. <laughs> it's so rare. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah, but they start in lane eight. So, that, you know, there's no hope. <laughs> yeah, 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 right, yeah. right, right. 
Um, Iredifer says, Chris Volstad sent me to the dugout quicker than anybody in my life back in high school. Mm. Chris Volstad, who was a stud. Palm Beach Gardens, right? Stone, I believe Chris Volstad, so. former Marlins pitcher. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I believe it. I absolutely believe it. That is really, really, really now good that's stuff, embarrassing. Though. Getting K'd up just one, two, three. Yeah, that's tough. Uh, Cody Rogers. I played Okeechobee High School back when future Orange Bowl MVP Lonnie Pryor was there. Oh yes, and he ran all over us, and they led thirty-one to nothing at halftime. They canceled the game at half, and I don't think that anybody was upset. It was like cool. <laughs> so you know let what? me tell you about Lonnie Pryor too. Lonnie Pryor was a human bowling ball. Lonnie Pryor is maybe, maybe the thickest, most purely 100% muscle-made human being I've ever met. And he carried the football. Mm. Like, he was, he was granite. Absolute granite. And his Florida State career is one of the all-time, like, underrated careers in FSU football history. Oh, yeah. Lonnie Pryor, I mean, that's your neck of the woods. You grew up watching that dude absolutely behead people. Yeah, everybody on the Treasure Coast has prior stories. Just like the guy, I don't know who just said they got smoked 31-0 at halftime. But everyone's, that was that. Yeah. Yeah, everyone's got prior stories, man. I hear them all the time. Jose right. Perez. I played high school football in 2001 in Palm Beach County, and I think Devin Hester scored maybe six touchdowns <laughs> against us and was like a track beat. Nobody could even touch him. Suncoast. Yeah, absolutely. I can see that. Uh, should we try and, uh, and work this out real quick here, Yeah, Stone? we got Devin from Boca. All right, Devin's in Boca. Devin, you're on Kenlevick Alive. Yeah, I think our phones are... Uh, are shoddy. Yeah, we'll try and get that worked out. Sorry, guys. Apologize for that. We appreciate you wanting to to tell your stories, but we can take it to social media at KLV1063, at KLV1063. Tell your stories on social media, but don't do it while you're driving. Yeah. yeah uh, pull car. over or get to where you're going to go, and we'll continue this throughout the course of the, uh, the, the next hour and 15 minutes or so. Uh, when were you embarrassed or dominated while playing sports? Tweeted us at KLV1063, at KLV1063. 106-3. Greenway, Kia, West Palm Beach, they're elite. They are dominating the competition at Greenway, Kia, West Palm Beach. In fact, what competition? Because that's where you should be going to get your automobile. Military Trail, half mile south of Palm Beach International Airport. The selection of Kias, awesome. And I know gas is expensive. And we keep talking about it, and we keep pointing fingers. But here's the problem, people. This is our reality for now. So you either complain about it, or you deal with it. And the best way to deal with it is to find yourself a fuel-efficient vehicle. If you've got something that's old and dingy and just sucks up gas, listen, you got to take the leap. you got to get something fuel-efficient that's going to get you the mileage, that's going to be able to help you get your kids where they need to go, whether it's school or sports, or get you where you need to go, whether it's work or errands. So I'm telling you, this is the best time now to go to Greenway Kia, West Palm Beach. Oh, Ken, you're telling me to buy an automobile now in these financial situations? Here's the best part. Greenway Kia West Palm Beach has a credit clinic on site. They are trying to make sure because they get it. They understand that when you're getting a new automobile or a, a, a certified pre-owned, that the finances aren't going to break the bank. They aren't going to keep you up at night sweating it, stressing you out. They are going to make sure that you're getting something that works for you and your situation. They're living in the same times you are, okay? Greenway Kia, West Palm Beach. Check them out online. That selection is extensive. Greenway Kia, West Palm Beach.com. Greenway Kia, West Palm Beach.com. They got deals on lot. Greenway Kia, West Palm Beach.com. Military Trail, half mile south of Palm Beach International Airport. Greenway Kia, West Palm 
Palm Beach. When we return, I'm not quite sure what to make of New Dolphins quarterback Teddy Bridgewater and what he had to say about his role with the Dolphins. We'll dissect it next. He's Theo Dorsey, WPTV News Channel 5, WFLX Fox 29. I'm Ken Levicka. I'm live on ESPN 106.3. From the Anajar and Levine studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 106.3. We are presented by the FAU MBA Sport Management Program. Visit fau.edu slash MBA sport. Ryan Yusefi on Twitter. I worked for the FSU football team in college. One time we had a pickup basketball game, and Anquan Bolden dropped his entire on my face, <laughs> posterizing me. If I close my eyes, I can still feel the warmth. Oh, <laughs> no. And not Anquan. Oh, Why are you doing like that, man? Oh, I love it. <laughs> the Prince of Pahokee. But I'm telling you, there's way more of us who can relate with Kevin Love last night than yeah. anybody I know that can relate with LeBron James. I'd be willing to bet, as good as Pierre Garçon, our occasional co-host here on Ken LeVica Live, as good a career as Pierre Garçon had, who just happened to be the top pass catcher in the NFL in 2013. Yeah. He probably has more stories of getting crapped on than he does absolutely unequivocally dominating somebody. Because that's the nature of that sport. Yeah. And you got to be able to move on. He can relate more to Kevin Love than with LeBron James. The only one he played with, Peyton Manning, is the only one who can relate to LeBron James being an all-time great, right? I mean, even even uh, you remember the video of D'Angelo Hall getting shook by uh, oh, yeah. by DeAndre Hopkins yes. in training camp. Like even D'Angelo Hall, who's like who was a Pro Bowl corner, ran up against DeAndre Hopkins and got, got humbled. It, it like absolutely yeah. dismantled. That was bad. Yeah. What is the, in football, Stone, what would you say is the most humbling position? It has to be corner, right? Yeah, I mean, it has to be corner by default, which sucks. Which sucks, because those are usually the most athletic guys in the field. Yeah, you're talking about the the greatest super athletes in football. Yeah. Just based on pure speed and ability to move, because you could argue that a six, uh, five, 215-pound yeah, defensive ends. end, yeah, uh, they are freaks of nature. The more and more they start looking like tackles and their defensive <laughs> ends. But pure athletes, like corners, corners, that's the most humbling position because you've been great all your life. Yeah. Right? You just had a disadvantage to the sport, to the position. It's tough. Tough yeah. place to be in. Yeah, that's why you need a, a really short memory on that. You know, uh, Theo, you're going to be at PBKC on Sunday, you've got the sports card show out there, and oh, you're yeah. going to be on the air here on ESPN 106.3 with Jamar, right? Definitely, man. That's one of my favorite times of the month, the one Sunday out of the month that we do that. But you know what? This weekend, anybody that wants to be at PBKC is in luck because it's a super weekend at PBKC, starting with Friday night, $10 poker party, a perfect way for new players to experience tournament play, and it's free for new signups with a $1,000 guarantee with Great food and drink specials. This Saturday, check out big races from top horse tracks, including the Million Dollar Louisiana Derby. And then this Sunday, like we talked about, Ken, the PBKC features South Florida's premier sports card and memorabilia show. With more than 60 vendors, go to pbkennelclub.com for more information. And on Sunday from 10 to 11, you can check out me and J-Mart live 
on the second floor of the PBKC, talking sports cards, talking, you know, trading cards, but also whatever the topic of the day is. We have some fun with that. Uh, I want to, should we, should we try out Ernesto here? Does he understand that we can't really uh, communicate with him, Stone? Yeah, let's hear his story. All right, Ernesto, I am going to put you on. I want you to try and keep it tight, but you've earned it. You're very loyal in your input to this show, so keep this tight, but tell us your story of being dominated in sports. Well, my story to relate would be that uh, with Kevin Love, uh, famously, I had the pleasure of having Ron Artest come to my school as a freshman. I was a senior. Uh, we had a pickup game. Uh, he was obviously he was on the basketball team. I was on the track team. We had a game against each other, and my man, well, as I can see, <laughs> you can see the the ferocity of his of his game early, and uh, I got to see witnessing firsthand how good my man Ron Artest is and will be and was in the NBA. Also, I had the same thing happen with Jason Williams of the Nets. Unfortunately, yes, it's that Jason Williams that had uh, the accident with his uh, chauffeur. Yeah. But, yeah, that's that Jason Williams. He also teabagged me also. I can relate with Mr. <laughs> I can I can relate with Mr. Kevin Love. Ernesto, <laughs> appreciate it. Good. We have um, good. back-to-back uh, crotch-to-face uh, to references here uh, in the final couple of minutes here on Ken Levick Alive. Would we have it any other way? Uh, real quickly, I want to get to Teddy Bridgewater, uh, Dolphins free agent. Uh, Stone, how would you how would you grade Dolphins free agency? Mm. I mean, there's no volume. We have no volume. They haven't brought in enough no, people. No. And they but, haven't fixed the biggest needs. And they haven't fixed the biggest needs, but still, who they've brought in has helped. So I'll go B-. minus. You're going B-? minus. All right, I'm going to give it a D+, plus, okay? Because <laughs> Immediately until, I see, until I see a tackle, right. this is a complete mess. We, I mean, we brought in the center from Dallas, but we paid him right. nothing. But, but yeah, we need tackles. He, also, the center-led yeah. The NFL in holding penalties last year. Uh. Okay, so until I see Teron Armstead sign, is that happening? Is that going to happen? He's been in South Florida for like three days. When is that? Lel Collins didn't even make it down here. How is that even possible? The Dolphins weren't aggressive at trying to pick out Lel Collins, but they did go get a quarterback, a quarterback who was a starter last year, and a South Florida guy in Teddy Bridgewater. Now, my man Alan Poupart, who writes for Sports Illustrated, covered the Dolphins. He was talking with Teddy Bridgewater yesterday, and he was asked about what his role was going to be for this Dolphins team as he comes in here with Tua, the starter. Mm-hmm. And here's Teddy Bridgewater's his response to Alan Poupart. Quote, honestly, man, that's a conversation I'd rather keep in-house. It's a unique opportunity for me in this organization, and I'm happy that I could be a part of it this season. I'm going to be the best version of Teddy that I can be, helping the way that I know that I can help, being genuine and still giving my all to this game. Theo, does that sound like a um, a backup quarterback? Nah, it sounds like a guy that's hoping he can win the job. That was told maybe he has a slither of light to try and compete for that job, maybe. Well, that was Alan Poupart's follow-up. Yeah. What have the coaches said to you? And the opportunity that you might have to be the starter. Said Bridgewater, quote, that's something that the coaches and I, we talked about, and I'm confident, and that conversation is really something that I'd rather not discuss, end quote. I mean, you didn't have to throw that in there. But I will say, like, we're going to have a whole other year of this garbage, right? Oh, we totally are. 
totally are. Well, even Jacoby Brissett, though, never considered himself a backup and kind of used similar verbiage to what you're hearing from yeah, Teddy Bridgewater. Yeah, maybe, maybe right it's there, just, I mean, the, the one solace I'm trying to take in this is that what quarterback is coming in, like Teddy Bridgewater, who was a starter last year, and is saying, oh, yeah, I'm the backup. Like yeah. that, if I heard that, I'd be like, "Oh man, that that's not the Teddy Bridgewater, the ferocious Teddy Bridgewater yeah. I know." Like Dan Orlowski or something. So I'm <laughs> right. That's, like, that's, his that's like Dan Orlowski talk, yeah. right? <laughs> so that's what that's what I keep telling myself is that why would even if the plan is, hey, you're a backup, why would you come in and just say, "Oh no, I'm not going to compete." Nah, no, 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 no. I know my role. Like that would be a little off-putting. So maybe it's just that. But I think I'm scarred from what the last two years have been with Tua. Pulling him in fourth quarters. Constant drama. Constant discussion. Is he or isn't he? Is there strife in the locker room? I don't want to do it anymore. I don't want to do it anymore. Now, you can't avoid it because I'll tell you this. In a quarterback position room, in meetings, whether they're going over film or they're out on the field doing seven-on-seven and just going over stuff, Teddy has more experience. So it, it, it probably gets really awkward. When they're trying to teach two of these things and two doesn't know the answer and Teddy does. Like there's gonna be enough of that that piles on and they're gonna go on seven on seven and two is gonna make mistakes that a young quarterback would, and Teddy's gonna be right behind him saying, Hey buddy, you know you could do this, and when he does this, you need to do this. So enough of that piles on. Yeah, we're gonna get the same crap as we did last year. And Teddy doesn't make as many mistakes. Like, he doesn't. Teddy's a pretty clean quarterback. I, that, it's gonna be a problem. Yeah, but he was. I, I mean, he wasn't it last year. It's not like he was. It's not like he's good, but he's not bad. Like it's like no. you don't get the highs or the lows. He's kind of like even kill. You feel better about him having to take the reins if there's an issue with Tua than you did Jacoby Brissett. Oh yeah, yeah. For but sure. that also scares me too because you know what's gonna happen if we don't see 300 yard performances in the first three weeks. Yeah. Teddy, Teddy, we want Teddy, especially being a Miami guy. Yeah. So I just, I don't want to do another year of this. I really, truly don't. Ken Levick alive here on ESPN 106.3. When we return, we'll continue to talk about junk on foreheads. Also, when we come back, something happened in Miami early this morning that I am fascinated by. We had a fight between two MMA stars that didn't occur in an octagon, and I'm trying to decide who's in the right and who's in the wrong. He's Theo Dorsey, WPTV News Channel 5, WFLX Fox 29. I'm Ken Levicka. I'm live on ESPN 106.3.